Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Heated Conversations. I appreciate that you took your time to be able to check out this episode. I'm really excited about today's episode because we have current student athlete. Oh, we have Mia Towns, who's a grad student currently at the University of Illinois. Super excited that she's joined the podcast. Now, remember to hit that subscribe button, to hit a like, leave a comment, leave any questions you may have for Mia. She's going to also check this out. So thank you again for tuning in. Let's tune into this episode. Welcome, Mia. Mia, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. 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 All right. So I have two questions for you before we kind of get into the meat and potatoes, okay? Mm-hmm. So first is, if you could go see anybody live in concert dead or alive who would you go see and who would you take with you Uh, I think okay this might sound really weird but I was a Hannah Montana lover when I was little (laughs) and I still sometimes like watch Hannah Montana episodes if I'm like bored or like whatever so I would say like back when she was like 12 like that Hannah Montana and I would probably take my mom I think yeah that is awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> okay, so what songs did you really like? Um, I loved uh I don't know. Of course I liked like her first album, like the like you know the song where it's like everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has those days. Like though those songs are really good. But when she got older, she got into like her like I don't know, I guess she was like probably like 13, 14, 15, I don't know, something like that. And Ordinary Girl was like one of my favorite songs by her for a while um love that never lets go is a good one too but those are like kind of sad but they're really good (laughs) now are you a fan of Miley Cyrus of her current music and who she is as Miley Cyrus and not Hannah Montana I personally still do really love Miley Cyrus I think a lot of people um kind of like stir up like a bad bad vibe from her which I genuinely think if like people took the time to like get to know her I don't think it'd be like that, but I think she's a great person. And now like what she's doing is pretty cool. So very cool. All right. So my second question is if you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you like to go? And you could choose any means of transportation, even if it doesn't make sense. What means of transportation would you take? Even if it's like, like not really feasible currently. (laughs) Yeah. Just be creative. Use your imagination. I would take like a, um, probably like a see-through plane or something so like you could like see like what's below you I honestly don't know where I've never really been like a travel gal like I've never really had my eyes on traveling very much so I don't know maybe like Canada or something I don't know yeah (laughs) so you're not afraid of heights at all huh I actually am not a fan of heights I like if we go like cliff diving or something like that I will probably just stand there but I would like to see if it's like I'm not about to fall. You know what I mean? <laughs> so if you were, cause you had mentioned you wanted to be in a seat through airplane. So that wouldn't freak you out. I, I think it would, but if I was in my mind, like if I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to be safe because even though it's see-through, like it's still a plane, you know, right. and I'm not like riding on planes. Yeah. But I- That's cool. Um, yeah. I like to lead off with those just cause they're fun. And also that people get to, get to know you a little bit, kind of see how your mind works, things that you may like, and try to connect with you in a different way. And I'm sure they're going to connect with you throughout this conversation in different aspects as we go on. Um, First, I want to start off with where are you from? Um, 
like what part of the region, what state are you from, and specifically what city? Um, I'm from the Austin area, specifically Pflugerville, um, region three. I am from a club gym. Like I went to a couple club gyms, but my most recent club gym was Crenshaw Athletic Club. Um, shout out the Crenshawties. Love them. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Yes, Mr. Adam Miller. Yes. Yeah. Love him. Very cool. Can you kind of talk about um, your, like growing up, when did gymnastics really start for you? And um, can you talk about your last time in club being at Crenshaw's and your experience um, being there specifically? And yeah. Um, so my club experience growing up, I honestly don't remember too much. I just know that, um, the switch that I made from, I was originally from platinum gymnastics. That was like where I grew up the majority of my, um, club career. Um, I switched from platinum to Crenshaw's my freshman year, I think my eighth grade or like freshman year of high school slash middle school. Um, so I think that was like the most like definite like change. Cause I feel like that was when like I met Adam for the first time it was the first time I like, genuinely had a team of girls who were level 10, level nine, like at platinum, it was kind of just, I was kind of by myself. There wasn't really too much of a team. There was a lot of like little baby levels. And then there's like one level seven, one level nine ish, eight. And then there was me. Um, so it was a kind of a lot of like lone wolf, like assignments. Like I was just by myself, you know, coaches were fine, but, um, I think whenever I moved to Crenshaw's, it was like, oh my gosh, wait, you guys are level 10 too. Like, wait, I'm a level 10. So I think that was when I genuinely started to be like, oh wait, like we're kind of good. Like I can, like, can I go to college? Like, wait, <laughs> I didn't realize I could do that. Um, and I think Adam did a, you know, awesome job, like getting me in, like tuned in with the girls. He excelled my gymnastics like way quicker than I'd ever imagined. Like my transition from level nine to my first year level 10 was honestly insane. So yeah, I think it was really cool just to, I guess like see that growth and development from myself. And my last memory of like Crenshaw's is not great. Um, my senior year, I ruptured my Achilles um, on a double A at a mock meet that we had. So that whole year was rough for me. And I ended up having like five surgeries on it that year um, leading into college. So yeah, that was not as fun, but the years leading or the years prior were fun. <laughs> yeah. And can you talk about like, how many year level 10 were you? And um, when I guess that will kind of tell us when you became a level 10, but you can also say that. But can you also talk about how many hours you trained and when you trained throughout the day? Yeah, so I, I think my first year level 10 was in sixth grade. I think I was 11. So yeah, I think that's sixth grade. Um, and I, so I competed for four years, technically my fifth year, I didn't really compete um, just cause I was hurt or it might've been six. I don't know, either five or six years. Um, and my workload was a little bit lower than I feel like the normal. At Crenshaw's that we only trained about like 20 hours a week. Um, so I feel like that was really different. So whenever we were in practice, it was very efficient, very like, okay, conditioning, warm up, like do your events and then do another round of conditioning and then you're out. Um, so I feel like that was 
very beneficial, even though it was kind of short. Uh, Cause I know like a lot of club gyms now, like, you know, you're in there for five hours, like right after school, like girls are tired, drained, whatever. And I feel like it's kind of just, I don't know, not as efficient as it could be. So yeah, we were really in and out. Yeah. And what things did you really enjoy about your club experiences, your coaches, your teammates, the environment, just being a, a gymnast in general? Can you kind of talk about the things that you enjoyed about club gymnastics overall? Yeah, I think one of the things that I really enjoyed about club was the competitive like team this is, I don't know if it makes sense but I always so when it, my first year that I arrived at Crenshaw's it was at least like five other level tens and every I swear it was like every month somebody learned a new skill and then everybody was like I gotta learn it, I gotta learn it I gotta learn it so it was just like that kind of like competitive but it was never like oh my gosh like she got that skill and I did it like it was never like bratty it was never you know, like, oh, poor me, like pity, like pitting myself or anything like that. It was just like, everybody was like on attack mode 24 seven. And that was something that I really, really liked. Um, and just being able to, you know, hang out with the girls all the time. Like we would always go to our lake houses or, you know, just have sleepovers. I think at first we kind of, you know, didn't really hit it off, but I mean, we're teenagers and, you know, everyone's going to be a brat at that age. But I think as soon as we like got over those humps, like it was a lot of fun. So, yeah. Yeah. And what things did you really like about your coaches? So I had Adam and Helen whenever I was at Crenshaw's. And I think they were just people who really cared for the athlete themselves rather than like what they can do. Um, there was never like moments where I didn't feel like I was cared for, like genuinely cared for. I was just, you know, another medal or another you know, title to the company or whatever. Um, so they, I think that they did a really good job of individually teaching and coaching rather than just trying to stuff everybody in, in one standard and trying to make them fit. Um, so yeah, I, that was like a couple of things that I really enjoyed about those two. Yeah. And was there anything that you didn't like about coach, the club gymnastics, you know, being a club gymnast and you can even say things about your coaches or teammates. Again, you can play this however you like, but I think there's things that we do like and we don't like that can be common things that a lot of gymnasts kind of deal with. So. So the only thing I, I like vividly remember like having so many conversations with my parents and my mom or my, my parents and Adam and Helen, just about wanting to be able to live that like double life like having a social life and you know still being able to be like a on the way to be a you know d1 gymnast um so I think I always like fought the battle with Adam about that like all the time like I would always come in early on um Friday so I can go to the football games and you know sometimes miss Saturdays and he would be like really mad and I'd be like I just want to hang out with my friends <laughs> so um I think that was something that I did struggle with but um, you know, I, I feel like I did, you know, always like kind of bring up like, oh, is this something that I really want to do? Like, do I kind of just want to, you know, hang with my friends or do whatever. But like, obviously in hindsight now it's like, girl, no, you needed to be in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So I think that's like a teenager thing though. I don't really know if that's like a, something that was like, I disliked. I think that was just in the moment. I think Jim was kind of just like, oh, like, dang, I want to, you know, be able to 
go to the mall with my friends after school, but I have practice for four hours and then I have to go home and do homework. And I can't even FaceTime my friends either because I have an hour to do my homework and eat and go to bed because I have to get up early in the morning to do it all over again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was just that constant battle. Yeah. And you're talking about, you know, how gymnastics is a consuming life, right? And you were only doing 20 hours at Crenshaw's as a yeah. level 10, right? And yeah. and sometimes that's less hours than other gyms. You probably have teammates right now who probably did more hours than that. Or, And um, can you kind of talk about things that you enjoy doing when you're not in the gym? You know, you kind of mentioned them a little bit, but what are some of your passions? And even talk about your family and how, you know, close-knit or not close-knit you are with your family. So I currently... I think back in high school, I was like super into fashion. Like I always was thrifting. I would end school at like 2.30 and then I would thrift until three o'clock to like 3.45. And then we had practice starting at like 4.30 or five. Um, so I would always find like those like times to like go thrift and go shopping and, you know, go look at these new shoes that just came out. So I've always like had a, like a little niche for that. Um, I'm actually like in the process of, you know, trying to build my own brand and all those types of things. So that's been really fun to kind of, I don't know. I feel like at first it was kind of just like, oh, it's like a little, you know, thing like I'm into currently, but it stayed. So that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Able to continue to develop that. Um, I've also recently been picking up on coaching. I coach, I've been coaching three years now at a club gym around here in the Champaign area, Champaign um, gymnastics academy um shout out the pumas love you guys <laughs> but um that's actually been something that i've been really serious about um like having a career in after college so yeah but that's just like really new <laughs> yeah no i think that's good um because sharing those things again being a gymnastics coach and seeing the life that um, they live and not being a gymnast myself, I don't have your perspective. I was an athlete in different things, but and the other sports didn't require the amount of time in the gym as a gymnastics, uh, athlete, a gymnast would. And also when you're doing it, um, after school, right. That's a little bit more challenging. You're trying to find those times to do stuff. And then when it's season, it's competition time and it feels like you're gone, you know, all the time. And the weekends that you may not be competing, you may want to kind of recover and all those types of things. So um, I think it's cool to kind of share about those things and, you know, and and talk about that. You can have a life, too, when you're a gymnast. You yeah. Know? Um, OK, so kind of talking about you building your brand. So how do you feel about NIL stuff being an opportunity now? Um, I think it's an amazing opportunity. I feel like I didn't do everything I could to, I guess, like invest in like the opportunities that are out there for me. I think I struggle with, I don't know, it's kind of weird to me sometimes because I feel like, you know, businesses or accounts will, you know, kind of DM you and be like, hey, can you post this on, like, can you post this on your story? I'll give you $100, da, 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 like whatever. And to me, it's just like not, not worth it to build like fake connections you know what I mean like I feel like it's just not it's not like a genuine like some I feel like there are opportunities where it's like very genuine very like we're gonna work close-knit and we're gonna have like invest in each other 
but I do feel like a lot of opportunities that are, I guess for like low revenue sports or like, you know, like being here at Illinois, like nobody is, you know, coming up to gymnasts asking them if they want to have a Jersey Mike steal it. They're going to go straight to football or straight to basketball. So I feel like we sometimes get like the leftovers and the leftovers are not as like as intentional I was I would like for them to be so yeah yeah no it does for sure for sure well kind of going back on the process of you being a gymnast can you you know you probably were were in the time of being recruited and committed before the new rules where you had to wait until after the the uh your sophomore year the summer going into your junior year so can you kind of talk about your recruiting process things that you enjoyed things you may not have enjoyed with that um and then um and how you committed ultimately to illinois and then we'll kind of talk about illinois a little bit more yeah so i am 100 percent on board with the new recruiting age, like junior year. Like, I think that's a totally perfect. Um, I don't, I feel like it just genuinely sets you up for success. I feel like when I was getting recruited, it was like, you can be in fifth grade being recruited to UCLA. You know what I mean? Like if you had the skills, like you could be, you know, just plopped in, just input it in. And I think that creates like such a distorted perspective on recruiting and for me honestly looking back I had no idea what I was doing like not one like of course like my parents would you know try to tell me and these college coaches like I think I was in eighth grade by the time I was like getting recruited and at that point it was just kind of like oh college like what like that's like five years away like I don't really I have no idea what that is I don't really know what I'm looking for and of course my parents were like oh you should look for this and this and you know I think those were all good things, but I don't think I genuinely had an understanding of what I was like stepping into and what, um, I wanted for myself. Cause I was like, I don't even know, like I was 13 years old. Like I didn't know what I wanted. Right. I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what, you know, I, if I wanted to be out of state, if I didn't, if I, what kind of, you know, degree I was wanting to seek or, you know, what I wanted for my college coaches. So I think that, whole process is kind of like a blur for me because I genuinely didn't really know what I was doing. Um, but I think now it, it turned out great. I was first recruited. I don't know. I'm sure there was plenty of schools that, you know, were recruiting, but I committed to Utah state my, the summer of my eighth grade year that was with Natalie and Josh. Um, and Andy. Yes. And Andy, I was with them and I committed to them. I thought that I was first in love with the campus. I thought Utah State's campus is absolutely gorgeous. Very stunning. Um, Their facilities were great. They had like nice little, you know, fueling stations and their gym was, you know, brand new. So um, all those things were, you know, things that I loved. And of course I love Josh. I love Natalie and they're still my coaches now. So that's cool. Um, you know, and I think I just really resonated with both of them. Um, I had Jackie, I don't know if you know who Jackie Turpak is. Um, she was like one of my really close friends back then. She still is. Um, and we were just like, oh, and like, we would always be talking like Natalie's so cool. And Josh, like, I feel like they're so like, you know, invested in us and really want us to do great. And I think that though that type of time was, you know, kind of just like what I needed to be like, okay, I'm in, 
I'm in all, all yours, coach. Um, so then from there, we kind of just went, I don't know, kind of just went forward. And then um, after that, I guess it was my junior year when um, Natalie called me and she's like, hey, okay, well, actually we like Jackie, I remember Jackie and I went to a summer camp at Utah State and Josh was leaving and we had no idea. So after like the whole camp was over, Josh sat us both down because I think we were the only recruits that were not already there or not already like on campus, like the new incoming, incoming like, I guess not really freshmen because we weren't freshmen. Um, but, but he was like, hey, like just let you guys know, like we're leaving. And we were like, wait, what? Are you serious? Um, so that was kind of hard for us. I think we really, you know, we really enjoyed Josh. Like he's a great guy, very good at coaching, very calm, cool and collected um, coach, which is very comforting in a gym that's can be like crazy and chaotic. Um, but we still had Natalie. So I was like, okay, whatever. We're good. We're good. We're good. And then Natalie leaves. She ends up taking a job here at Illinois and she calls me and she's like, Hey, by the way, I'm like, dude, what, <laughs> what do you mean you're leaving? <laughs> Why is everyone leaving? Like what? Um, so that happened. And at first I was kind of just like, okay, like maybe I can see like what Utah state, you know, has to offer me. And, um, um, and then they announced that their new head coach is Amy. And I had talked to Amy a couple of times. I wasn't like too familiar with her. Um, so we were just talking and she was like, you know, I understand if, you know, you're not like hundred percent in right now, just because we have never talked. We had never had a conversation. Um, I, I a hundred percent like understand, like, I would love to get to know you, yada, 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 all that, all those types of things. And at the same time, Natalie was like, hey, we have a spot for you. And I'm like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> What's going on? Um, but I think at that point, I really was on board with the mentality that Natalie had. And we had grown like really close over those past like four years in between my eighth grade year and my junior year. So I kind of just stuck to my gut. And I was like, I think I think I'm going to, you know, just take the next leap for me. And of course, like moving from or moving to the a Big Ten school, like that was kind of a big deal for me. So I was like, all right, I'm all in. And I, you know, of course I had the conversation with Amy and she was completely understanding. So I appreciate her for that. Um, and then, yeah, now I'm here. <laughs> That's cool. Okay. So besides obviously having Natalie go, right. And a coach that you're familiar with who had recruited you at Utah State, what other reasons you decided that Illinois was a choice? Because I'm sure you could have either stuck with Utah State, but you could have probably looked into other universities because I'm sure Utah State wasn't your only option when you were starting your process. And so mm -hmm. why didn't you look into some of those other ones? I think um, once Natalie had offered me, I took, you know, going to, I think we... I think me and my family had gone to a uh, Big Ten meet. We went to, we host, I think Illinois hosted Big Tens and of the year that Natalie offered me a spot here. And so my family was like, I think we should go because we hadn't had, I hadn't had a official visit or a, I don't know what they're called now. Like just, I guess they don't even do like regular visits anymore. Um, I guess it's only official visits, but we had. Uh, unofficial and, visits? Yeah, unofficial. I don't know why I was blanking on that. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> um, so we 
had gone to those meet or gone to the Big Tens that Illinois hosted. And I just genuinely in love, like I was in love with the atmosphere that the team had. I think that was the year that they got second at Big Tens. So of course, like everyone's on fire, you know, all the girls are all hyped up. You know, I got a chance to talk to them once they, you know, came to me and had Natalie had talked to them about having a recruit here. Um, and I think it's very calm here. I feel like calm's like a weird word, but like in the city that we're in, there's no like distractions. There's no like chaotic craziness. Like we're not in a big city. We're not, you know, I think we have like cornfields around us. Like <laughs> it's very quiet. It's very calm. It's very, I just feel like intentional being here is, has been very intentional for me and I wanted to leave I didn't want to say obviously there's no really gymnastics in Texas so I wanted to get out um I didn't necessarily want to be like 1500 miles away but it's just, just where I landed yeah. um, but I don't know I think the location is something that I really stuck to um, and just the team, like all the vibes that they gave me whenever they first got here was honestly just amazing. So, yeah. yeah. And can you talk about as well, like your first year, you know, being a freshman and finally being on campus, what were your feelings like both, you know, getting onto the campus for academics and those classes and be like, whoa, you know, this is not much of a change or whoa, this is quite the change as well as um, joining the gymnastics team? Were you kind of, you know, excited about it? Or were you kind of worried or you felt like, you know what? Hey, I have set my mindset that I'm going to come here to do, you know, what I love and do my job. And that's what I'm going to do from day one. Or did it take some time to acclimate to being a college student athlete? Yeah. Um, so this was this, my freshman year was kind of a blur for me too. Um, so I had, so I had ruptured my Achilles my senior year in high school. I had a surgery in December, in January, in April, in July, and in November. So of that whole year. So during this time, a lot of the doctors at the university were obviously like, we were in communication about you know, what the protocol is going to be once I get to school, like, am I going to be able to train? Am I going to be able to, you know, do whatever, basically, like go lift or, you know, go to just straight rehab or, you know, all those types of things. And at first, the doctors were like, I don't like telling, you know, like communicating with coach, you know, we're not 100% sure that she's going to be good whenever she's here. And that you know of course got back to me and I'm like what I'm like no I'm like I'm fine like I've you know and I feel like the surgeries that I had had nothing to do with my Achilles but everything to do with the foreign material that they put in my body so the whole year my Achilles was fine it was just the infections that I had due to you know all the screws and all the fiber wires and all those types of things so I don't really know if it was a misunderstanding or what but I mean obviously I'm not a doctor so but I do know my body and I do know like what I was capable of so I feel like there was kind of that like friction of like oh I'm supposed to be here but you're telling me that I can't be here and you're telling me that I can't do this but 
I'm at home and I'm good. Like I'm practicing, like I'm at Crenshaw's, you know, Adam's helping me, I'm doing this. So I actually had stayed back um, that summer. All the other freshmen, incoming freshmen came in, I think June, and I stayed back until August at home. Um, so I didn't have that like transitional summer period where, you know, you got used to where everything is and you got used to the team and you got used to the coaches and how everything ran, how practices went, where do you go for lift and where your classes are because they were taking online classes at that time too. So I unfortunately didn't get to have that period of just, okay, let me figure this out before I really get into it. So I feel like I was kind of just like thrown out the nest <laughs> whenever I got here. Um, it was, I remember it being so awkward whenever I first met my class. I, I think we were at like our dining hall or something and they just like put me in a room and I was like, oh, okay, this is my room. And then all the incoming freshmen from my, uh, obviously like my class just come in. And I'm like, oh, hi. And I was, I just remember like standing there, like being like, oh, this is so weird. Cause everyone has connections already. And I, and I don't even know these people's names and, you know, the boys team came in and I was like, oh my gosh, like I, I feel completely lost right now. Like so lost. Um, so I feel like that was a moment where I was like, man, like this is going to be rough. Like this is going to be a rough year. But, you know, of course I had all the time to, you know, from preseason or from August to preseason to get attuned to things. So ended up being okay. Um, preseason, I remember being very rough um obviously I was still coming back from all the surgeries that I had had and then I ended up in November having another surgery so that was not fun but I do remember before having my fifth surgery that I was you know you know trying to do beam and you know did a little bit of floor was doing vault and all those types of things and then I just had another obstacle coming my way um but I do remember after that, I was really like, dude, like I have like a month to get my crap together because I'm like, I need to compete this year. Like I have to compete this year. So I think that was when I was like on like X Games, like just trying, right. <laughs> like just trying to figure stuff out, right. um, you know, but I, I I did end up competing like the first meet of the season. So that was uh, honestly a crazy moment in my life where I was like, dang, like I really did all of, like, I really had all those setbacks in a year and I still managed to, you know, somehow get here, like regardless if it was, you know, me surviving or, you know, thriving, like I got here and that means something to me. So I think that was something that I hold on, like held on to that entire year to get me through. And of course I was able to, you know, continue to be healthy that whole entire year after that. So it had really just been like a, you know, fun game afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> <Being healthy. laughs> right. And can you also talk about, because when you go through hard times, it's easier if you have a support system and it's a lot harder if it, if you feel like you're on your own doing this, right. Um, yeah. Can you kind of talk about what support systems did you have in that time? Even though you might've felt like you weren't part of the team and building those up, who was the ones um, that kind of helped walk alongside you emotionally or even just you know physically were there with you or even just mentally kind of help encourage you yeah um of course my parents are like we're very very close um so they were 100 percent, you know by me um, every step of the way but I genuinely think Natalie was somebody who I 
went to for a lot of my doubts and, you know, lack of confidence and all these types of things. And I don't think she ever once like told me, Hey, like, you know, it is what like surgery it's, you know, it's rough. Like we might not compete. Like, I don't think I ever heard any, like any type of like, I don't know, like kind of like removal of like the whole entire, not the whole entire season, but, you know, just competing in general. So I really think that she instilled confidence in me, regardless of what my future could have looked like or what my now looked like. Um, so I think, yeah, definitely her and my parents were two, I think, like monstrous people in my life during that moment that were just like, no, keep going. You're doing great. Like, we're not, we're not, we're not going to tell you, we're not going to criticize you. We're, you know, you're, we're just going to keep continue to encourage you regardless of how you feel or what you think you can't do or you can do. Like, we're just going to be here and we're going to support you. Um, so, yeah, I think those are the, those are the, those are my rocks right there. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's cool. Now, what do you enjoy about the school, like academically? Do you like the class sizes? Is it a big university? Is it a pretty medium size or small university? And do you feel like it was a place that you were really able to excel, which we obviously kind of talked a little bit about how you're a grad student. um, And so you're still there. Can you kind of talk about your academic experience at Illinois? Yeah, I think my freshman year, I really struggled um, trying to learn to the learning styles that they have here at the university. Uh, University of Illinois is a very prestigious school, very smart. Um, I am smart, but (laughs) I think (laughs) I struggle. Um, Sometimes I have like, I'm very much of a visual learner. And a lot of the classes here are kind of just like, here's what we're doing, this is what we're doing, and you just got to learn it type of thing. It's very, um, very like quick, very, uh, I don't know, I guess just like quick, and it's just not my style personally. So I think I really struggled my freshman year um, trying to find a learning style for me. And of course, I had like tutors and, you know, an academic counselor who really helped me figure out what my learning style is, how I can learn in a lecture hall with a million people um, in one room, like without being annoying, like, you know, you know, trying to have all my supplies and all my things. Um, So it was really a struggle for me at first. But I think once I understood how to get adapted to the learning style, I began to excel. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think looking into college, just taking it, taking everything with open mind your freshman year, like, you're going to struggle. It's going to be hard. Um, even though like you excelled in high school, it like, doesn't mean you're going to automat- automatically excel here just because everything is a little bit more fast paced. You know, the especially if you go to prestigious school like this, like people are going to be smart. People aren't going to be asking questions that you have in your head. Like you have to, you know, have the, I guess, pursuit of like asking them for yourselves rather than, you know, for a whole class. So I think that was one thing that was like really different for me. Yeah. Can you also share about the gymnastics side? So we kind of talked about a little bit being a freshman and coming in and how your injury kind of didn't allow you to have certain experiences. Can you talk about your whole time as a gymnast and your relationships with your team, um, at least with your interactions with teammates? Was it pretty easy once you kind of came in? to have that 
um, relationship with all the different classes or e even individuals within your team? Or was it something that you needed, you know, time to kind of work on um, as time, you know, time went on and then going from being a freshman and, you know, dealing with upperclassmen, but then also being an upperclassman and working with the, you know, freshmen or sophomore, even the juniors who were younger than you? I think, oh, this is a good question. I think I, I had always been somebody who likes to do things by myself not like everything but especially when things get hard like like I, I really need I really need my space so I can you know mentally be in a mindset to be coachable um so I think at first it was definitely an adjustment I do think like moving from platinum where nobody was there to Crenshaw's to where a lot of, like, a lot more girls were there. Like, it was more of a team um, aspect there. But obviously, in college, like, nothing is going to be compared to how it is in college, especially compared to club. Um, so I think it definitely took me a little bit to understand, you know, how are there so many girls on one team? And, you know, we're all striving for one thing. And, you know, like, the competitiveness of, you know, only six athletes go up on an event. And, and what do the other ones do? And, you know, how does everyone respect each other? And how do we not have cat fights all the time? And, you know, if something happens, like, who do I go to? What do I say? Um, you know, do I just go straight to the coaches? Or do I, you know, talk to my teammates? Or so I think it was really just a freshman year, I think it was just really a time to just get adjusted to everything. I feel like I wasn't really an outspoken person just because I feel like I was just soaking up everything that I could trying to observe um, everything that I could to apply it to the next four years of my career. So I feel like now, I guess from freshman year to now, understanding the, I guess, like senior, senior grad student, junior, the upperclassmen versus the underclassmen, it's very intermixed. I feel like at here at the university, I do feel like a lot of, um, a lot of universities, I feel like it's so like upperclassmen or, you know, upperclassmen are, they know everything They you go to them for everything and underclassmen, you guys just watch and learn. Like, keep your mouth closed all the types of things I don't think we're like that here we give we always talk about giving everybody a voice like you shouldn't have to be nervous to ask a question if you're a freshman like you need to ask those questions because we're not going to be here long enough to you know let you know whatever you need to know if you never ask so we always you know make sure that everybody has a voice regardless of how old you are and your opinion matters your voice matters um, and I think now being a upperclassman, an upper upperclassman, um, I think it's easy for me to just give the freshmen everything that I, all the lessons, all the trials and tribulations I've had, like growing up here, um, just trying to feed them all of the things that I've learned. So either they don't have to go through them, trying to learn for them, or, you know, they, understand what to do and what not to do yeah. um but I think just trying to give them all the perspectives that I have um all of the lessons all the experiences 
all of those types of things like genuinely does help them. And I like, they're a great bunch of girls. Um, they have a very bright, bright future ahead of them. They're extremely talented. So just giving them anything I can to, you know, ensure that their success happens is really important to me. Yeah, that's very good. And what are your favorite events? And also what events do you contribute to the lineup now and throughout your career? So I, okay, wait, I, <laughs> I love floor and I have, I think I've always really liked beam, but I have never liked beam to the, I don't know, I guess the way I like it now, it's, it's been like a learning learning experience for me just because I feel like beam was so challenging to me as you know a club kid it came easy but I was like so sloppy all the time like I could stay on there and do whatever skills he wanted me to do but I was gonna at least get like 12 tens off just on three skills so (laughs) (laughs) so I think I had always you know I thought the beam was fun I thought it was challenging but I think here it was frustrating to me at first because I just was not a clean gymnast Um, I think I still have a lot of, you know, cleaning up to do. Um, but in college confidence is something that you have to have, or the beam will eat you up. And, and I think that I really excel in a way that allows me to just full, full confidence, just out the window, fully like embody like who I am and, um, what I do on the beam rather than like oh my gosh, people are watching me. Like I'm on TV, you know, (laughs) you know, which is something that I feel like um, everybody struggles with coming into college. So I think beam floor are probably like my favorites. I am not a bar swinger. Unfortunately, never, never made it out of the seven, eight spot on bars. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Vault. I I really like vault. Um, Vault has been definitely a journey for me, I think as well. I was really bad, like so bad in club until I came to Adam and he like magically fixed my vault in like six months. I don't really know how he did it. But so I feel like that was when I was like, oh, okay, vault's kind of fun. Like I was before, like really, like it was just uh, like, are you kidding me? Like I have to go to vault right now. Like I don't want to go to vault. <laughs> but now it's definitely a lot more fun to, you know, be a part of but as of now, I am currently competing just beam. Um, I had, you know, some injuries and a couple of weird landings um, not too long ago. Um, but I was planning on adding in vault and floor this year. Normally, for the past like three years, I've done beam, vault, and floor. Um, just this year, I've had a little minor um injuries that I've had to overcome to you know get back into the lineup but right now for for now just beam yeah that's cool and um what is your highlight in regards to a competition one what's your highest score that you've gotten and what is your personal highlight that you had at a competition um my highest score, I think, 
is a 995 on floor. Um, my, I think I've like, I've received a 10 from a couple of judges on vault, but never actually a full 10. Um, so, I mean, I guess you can put that in there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'll hold on to that 10 for as long as I can until someone tells me it's unacceptable. <laughs> but, hold on but, to it. um, I think regionals junior year um in seattle um i was on vault last or like fifth or something um and i did a vault and i i had a 10 from a judge i think i had like a nine nine from another judge and i ended up getting like a nine 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 some i don't know i don't remember but just the feeling of one it was a really tight competition i think we were we were there was four of us. I don't really know. I don't remember who was competing with us. There's four of us. We were in the top two for the majority of the meet. We went to vault. You know, uh, everyone always says that Illinois struggles on vault, whatever. I think we're, yeah, we've had our struggles, but I think we're, you know, getting into a genuine, like, competitive vault team now. And that year, our motto was hunt to kill. Um, so we really were, like, we are a freaking vault team. Like we can be up here with the big dogs. Like we're not afraid, like don't count us out. Um, and that was the vault where I literally like just went off. Like I did exactly what I wanted to do. Like stuck the landing, was so excited. And whenever I like came back to my team, of course, like cheering, it was just like so genuine. Everyone was like crying. Everyone was like so happy. And I think obviously we kind of knew um, from the last like two scores that we weren't going to make it to the next day but we poured our hearts out there like that was what we had and we there wasn't a moment in that meet where we were like oh like we missed like we missed a mark there like we didn't hit a routine like everything was spawn on like just how we wanted um, and of course like that vault for me was like icing on the cake so I think that will forever be my most memorable moment yeah here. no I love it and now with the stick rule where you have to hold it, right? You got to well, hold it, get your heels together. You can't yeah. do the, hey, I stuck it on my tippy toes while I'm saluting. Yeah, no college <laughs> finishes anymore. Yeah. Cool, cool. Um, can you also talk about if you had, you know, the same coaches throughout your time there? Can you talk about each one of your coaches, um, your relationships with them and and things that you kind of learn from each one of them. And if you had different coaches, can you even talk about that and your relationships that you had with them? Um, yeah, so I already talked a whole bunch about Natalie. Um, so Josh, he is our like bar vault and floor coach. Um, he doesn't really have like a set uh, event. He kind of just like mingles around however he would, however he likes. And I think he is the most calm guy I've ever met like I've, I've of course seen him you know hyped up and all those types of things but he he's very I don't even know how to describe him like he's just like like a steady like heartbeat like nothing flips him like nothing makes him like nervous nothing surprises him everything is just like yep that's how it is or yep that's how it's supposed to be or you know and I think having that in the gym is such a comfort comforting feeling just knowing that 
a coach trusts you enough to stand back and just watch rather than having to correct you every five seconds or to put so much pressure on you to be, you know, your potential when he just genuinely rides with you on the little bike that you're on trying to get you to where you want to be. Um, so he's been honestly great. He's very patient, never like, oh, why aren't you doing this right? Like he, you know, really tries to um, help you understand your gymnastics the way that you do it rather than, you know, just yelling at you because you're not doing it right. Yeah. Um, so I think he's been such a great addition um, this year for our team. Um, but yeah, just such like a steady, like calm guy, calm and cool and collected all the time. And I think he's definitely brought that to our bar team because they have changed like tremendously this year. Like they're killing it. Um, Ross, love Ross. He is a firecracker in the gym. He's very passionate about what he does. Um, he is very excited all the time, regardless of if it's six in the morning and we're at lift or <laughs> it's six at night, everyone's tired. We've had a full day. Like he's going to be screaming and yelling and just excited. And I think that brings such a gratitude, like type of mindset to in the gym. And I think sometimes like being an athlete, like it's, it's rough, like, you know, having to wake up at six o'clock in the morning and then having to, you know, go to class, go to lift, go to practice, do this, go to rehab, like your days kind of suck sometimes. And, you know, having the energy that he has, like really just flips your perspective, like, dang, like, I really am a D1 athlete, like I have the opportunity to be here, I have the opportunity to do things that a lot of people can't do, you know, and I really think that he brings um, that aspect into the gym and it's, it's great. So yeah, I love that. No, it's good. It's good to have coaches that, again, have that balance, right? You have a head coach who's really passionate about people. And I know that because I've worked under her um, in the transition time you're talking about um, when, you know, right before she left, um, yeah. I had an opportunity to be there. So you and I have a connection um, mm -hmm. through that, um, as well as, you know, having a coach who's even keel and having a coach who's energetic, right? So you're having um, pretty much everything encompassing in one right and for them to be able to work together mesh together and kind of vibe which is i think is super good mm -hmm. um what are some things that you really enjoy about being part of a team being part of specifically the illinois team and what are the things that really give them their identity at least from your perspective i think we really have so our mascot is the fighting Illini. Um, Natalie always talks about how we have to fight for everything and, you know, do all these types of things. And I genuinely think that we identify ourselves as just like fighters. Like, obviously college is rough. Things happen. And, you know, you have obstacles after obstacles, but never once are we like complaining or, you know, like, oh, why is this happening to me? Like, poor me. Like, there's there's no victim mindset in our gym. And I think that that really helps um, us get to where we want to be. I feel like for a long time, there was kind of like, um, I don't want to say like victim mindset. It was kind of just like, oh, like people call us the underdogs and, you know, we're just the underdogs, I guess. And I think now we've really started to hone in into like the fighting Illini aspect of our school. And we're going to fight there until you tell us to stop. <laughs> like we're going to continue to continue to bite at the foot until, you know, we get kicked. Like we're, 
going to fight on the beam. If we have a you know rough set, like we're not just going to give up on it. We're going to continue to fight for every 10th that we can, because we ultimately know if something else happens down the lineup, like it's our responsibility to make sure that it doesn't. So I think that that has really stuck with us this year. And I think we've shown that tremendously with, you know, just the athletes that we've had come. Um, <laughs> sorry, that's my bad. No, you're good. <laughs> um, we've, you know, of course our freshmen have unfortunately had to deal with a lot of um, injuries. And I think just showing them that, Hey, like just because this happens in the middle of season doesn't mean your season's over. Like you still have a whole, you know, three months to, you know, get to where you want to be. And we're going to be right behind you teaching you how to fight and, you know, giving you those experiences because all, us upper, upperclassmen, like we've all been through it. Um, so I think that's something that we really strive for this year. Yeah. Now, sometimes with, you know, being in college, there's going to be things that you don't enjoy. We kind of talked about it in club the club part of what we were talking about, but being a student athlete, what is something that you really don't like about being a student athlete and wish it could be a little bit different if you could choose? I think the only thing, so I haven't really been in class, like in class class, like because of COVID, obviously we had like that first COVID year. So we were in class, but like the last um, like, four months like we were all online or you know things got shut down and we had our COVID year and then we had the year afterwards um but I do remember I feel like sometimes like students who are just here for school like really give us a bad rap like I I really think that you know we're just like kind of hated on sometimes I think sometimes with professors they aren't very understanding and I think that's just because they have had a history where a student you know is like oh I'm a student athlete I should be able to get what I want do whatever you know just like kind of that like entitled type of uh mentality that I think may have spread evenly or like around the school so I think sometimes whenever we do have conversations with students it's kind of like oh you're a student athlete well like you're probably entitled you know I feel like that always comes with you know with school and I think it's really our responsibility to make sure that people understand that we're not entitled. We are just like really busy. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I do think a lot of like some student athletes do kind of ride on their platform and, you know, do not like understand it's more of like an opportunity. It's not supposed to be like all you are. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that would be like one thing that kind of, kind of is a bummer a little bit about school, but I personally haven't had any experience with that. I just have heard stories of girls on the team and stuff like that, where people are just kind of being rude, but yeah. yeah. And can you talk about the athlete experience um, at Illinois? You know, what does it look like in regards to how the athletes support each other, but even just what it's, what it feels like being an athlete on campus? Mm -hmm. uh, we're super close knit here. I feel like um every team kind of has like there are a couple teams that they're like always around I think for us we really love swim and dive and softball and um I think wrestling and obviously we have the boys team so I think everybody kind of has like their like little community even though everybody's schedules is crazy and you know of course everyone has a lot to do and everyone's traveling everyone has different seasons but I genuinely think that a lot of us have really good connections here um so it's really nice to 
like come home and, you know, receive a text from a softball player rather than, you know, just, you know, having to communicate with gymnastics all the time. So I think that's a really fun um, thing that we have going on here. I think there's just a bunch of resources that are honestly not used to their full potential here. I think Illinois is a prestigious school. There's plenty of opportunity, plenty of resources. And I think with the schedules that we have and, you know, all of the things that we have to do during the day, I don't think that we fully use them to how we should. And I mean, even for myself, like I know like I have plenty of opportunities I didn't take because I'm like, I just really need to lay down. <laughs> like, I, like I just really, I'm so tired. Um, so I think that's just something that has always been good here. Um, and I think our support system that we have, like we have, um, you know, therapists available. And I've, I mean, I've seen a therapist for almost three years now. Um, and I think that certainly is something that everybody, like all student athletes need to um, take advantage of. I'm pretty sure almost 50% of the athletes here actually go to a therapist, which is actually really cool. So, <laughs> yeah. so I think, you know, just those resources are, you know, just amazing to have, be able to be utilized like by your side. So, yeah. Yeah. And did COVID give an opportunity for you guys to really tap into that resource or at least make it something to really entertain just because I know with a lot of people, you know, COVID was hard because us as humans, we need socialization. And when we yeah. don't, and we can get in our own head or anything like that, or start to have the, start to feel the isolation or feel life in a different way, you know, that could cause us to, you know, not know how to deal with it and process things. Can you kind of talk about you know, for you, if you, you feel comfortable, what kind of led you into wanting to go into therapy? So it was actually <laughs> my junior year. Um, I had been going through a really rough time. Like I'd been like really sick. Um, I had COVID, I had strep, I had strep again, and I had pneumonia and I wasn't competing. And then my dad got hit by a car. Like it was just a lot, a lot of crazy things I had going on. And Natalie had been like, you know, have you talked to anybody? Like, do you need to talk to somebody? And at first I was just like, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Should I, like, is that a good thing? Like, you know, of course there, there always been, you know, mental health people like able to help us, but I don't think I really took it seriously until I genuinely was like, okay, wait, I think I need to take this seriously. Yeah. Um, but, but I mean, it certainly was affecting like, you know, my grades. I mean, they were, they were fine, but they were, you know, slipping in a way that I didn't really want them. And I wasn't, you know, focused going into the gym because everything was just like, well, I'm not competing and I'm just sick and I don't really want to talk to my family because they're going to just ask me questions that I already answered, like, you know, all those types of things. So I think, Natalie was somebody that, you know, kind of reached out to me. And then once we had like a really traumatic, you know, experience with my dad, um, Randy, our like head, um, uh, what is he? He's like our head uh, medical athletic guy that we have. Yeah, I don't know what his title is. Yeah. Um, he, you know, reached out to me and he was like, hey, like we have a um, Christian therapist who, you know, would love to see you, um, if you're available. And then after that, I was like, you know what, let's just do it. I'm, I'm in. So after that moment, um, it had just been really helpful for me just to talk to somebody who was not anywhere near, not anywhere near me, didn't have any clue what was going on. So they could just listen to me and, you know, give me 
wisdom on you know what was going on in my life and i think that's really helped me tremendously since then so yeah no and you would definitely recommend it for sure 100 percent for everybody regardless of if your life is crazy or not everybody needs it it's good i love it and can you i have two more kind of really questions for you the first one is um kind of can you kind of help future student athletes who are looking into being a college athlete in any division, you can also talk about specifically with division one, since you're in division one, can you kind of talk about just a, a recruiting process from someone who's gone through it and is an athlete and what things they should probably do, you know, and things that you either mistakes that you made um, that you wouldn't want to see someone else make? Um, I feel like for me, it was just be like I think all athletes should just be vulnerable be very transparent with coaches um and have conversations I feel like in looking back I feel like now I could have had way more conversations with Natalie than I did or with Josh or with anybody that I was getting recruited by and I think I just didn't want to have the conversation with him because I was like wait I don't like what am I supposed to say like I don't <laughs> like I don't know like I just do gymnastics like I'm not you know and I think it can be like scary. It can be intimidating, like talking to a D1 or, you know, D2, D3 coach, like somebody who has that much authority over a team could potentially have that much authority over you um, in your future. Like it can be very intimidating, but I strongly encourage just to have the conversations, like break the ice, just ask them questions about their family or, you know, just so you can genuinely understand the relationship rather than just walking into it and being like, oh, well, she talked to me about my gymnastics. I'm like, okay, well, do you know her son's name? <laughs> like, do you know her? Like, do you know, you know what she's about or what she, um, you know, has passion for? Like, which, will she or he genuinely care for you? Because at the end of the day, like, I feel like a lot of students, uh, a lot of athletes just come to college like, oh, well, I thought she cared about me or I thought, you know, I thought this it was going to go this way and, you know, ended up going south. And I think if you take the time, intimidate or not, to genuinely have the conversations, you will understand where you sit with um, their mentality and, you know, how they run things and how, you know, if you like it or you don't like it. So I think that's something that should seriously be taken up. So, yeah. And then what are some last like tidbits that you want to give? It could be advice. It could be encouragement. It could be things that you enjoy by Illinois. I want you to kind of take this opportunity. The floor is yours to kind of share whatever thoughts you may have. Mm -hmm. Let's see. What do I have that's good? Um, I would say for club athletes who are looking to go to college, be present in what you're doing now. Um, I think it's so easy to be caught up in, you know, college and, you know, who's looking at me and, what am I doing? And, you know, how do I get from A to B? Um, but at the same time, like, you're at your club gym, the girls who look up to you are looking up to you for a reason. Um, so just make sure you're giving back to your family as much as you can, um, even though you have exciting things going on in your future. And to college students, uh, I would say understand that even though you do gymnastics, gymnastics is not your identity. 
um, be like, just live in the moment, live and be present. Um, don't allow silly little falls on beam or going out of bounds on vault or, or not vault, on floor, um, you know, taking too many hops on vault, like destroy the confidence that you have built up for yourself because you're not just a genist, you're a person who has uh, years and years and years of, you know, life still left to live and gymnastics college gymnastics is just a tiny bit of who you are and something that you did growing up and I don't think that we should put so much pressure on ourselves to you know to achieve all these big huge dreams and goals um it's okay if you don't reach the goals that you want I personally didn't I I mean I'm still doing gymnastics but there are some goals where you know I surpassed um and that's okay it doesn't mean that I'm gonna be a doesn't mean I'm a failure. Doesn't mean I'm a, I did terrible here. It doesn't mean that I didn't do anything. It doesn't mean that I'm a nobody in college gymnastics. Like I was, I am, I still am, <laughs> but it also doesn't make me just because I didn't reach those goals or just because I didn't fulfill my potential, how I could have, or how I should have, doesn't mean that I shouldn't have been here doing whatever. Like I still have a whole 70 years to live my life and, you know, fulfill and impact and, um just create a difference in this world so yeah Mia I love having you on and hearing your perspective and hearing how mature you know you kind of talk about things and you know and speaking your truth I think those things are super important um and to have a platform to hear from you guys as the student athletes mm -hmm. um and you guys we see what you guys can do on you know on tv on the apparatus on the gymnastics competition floor but we don't always get to hear, you know, who the person is behind it, right? And I think having that connection between the person, I think will allow, you know, people who are watching you to have a greater appreciation for what you do, because they enjoy who you are as a person. They think Mia's awesome, or they <laughs> may think, you know, Mia's not awesome, but they still tune in, right? But I think in this conversation, them getting to learn a little bit more about you, but also, you know, the the team that you ultimately picked and hopefully helping someone who's looking into Illinois feel a little bit better about the decision that they're making to go there um, or even to consider going there. So thank you again for being a part of the podcast and thank you everybody else for tuning in. I'm excited to do more of these. Thank you again for Mia for joining the podcast. Remember to subscribe, to leave a comment, to like, also to share. Um, we'll be sending more of these out or having more of these conversations out. So keep tuning in and I'll see you guys in the next episode.